hailing on location from their separate homes in Tampa, Florida. This is The Pallet with Matthew Stock and William Conway. I say, I say, welcome, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, you are tuned in to The Pallet with your hosts, Ralph. And I'm your good friend, Norm. How do you do, Norm? It's another lovely day out, and we need to know how the people, and especially you, are feeling today. Well, uh, generally, everybody's pretty happy around here. Um, nothing seemed to be going wrong, but, um, you know, I'm doing my normal thing, I'm doing my normal tasks, I'm working hard, working harder, just for the missus, so she, I can come home, she makes me a good old sandwich. And I can enjoy my day. How about you, my good sir? I'm doing just fine, you know. Same goes, same goes. I was working on the lawn the other day. I accidentally, <laughs> I'm such a klutz, I accidentally streamed into the wall a bit. It was a little embarrassing, but besides that, I've been having a lovely day. Another lovely week. Nothing of the ordinary, like you said. Oh yeah, everything. The sky is blue, the birds are chirping, kids are... Somewhere. But by golly, am I having a good day. Uh, yeah, I know. Wait, did you say something about kids? Uh, I think my kid was at school last time I checked. Well, me and the missus, I'm pretty sure we had kids, but I haven't seen them around lately. Oh, yeah, I understand. The missus tried to make me get one the other day. I figured it was way too expensive. I couldn't control it for the life of me. Real complicated, these machinery. Nonetheless, I guess I'm just going to have to live with it. R- Ralph or Herber? Huh? What? Wait, what? What's what is... What's what, going on What's here? wrong with... The, I don't... I I don't understand. What? What's going on with this record, recording? Ah... Uh, uh, who am I? Uh, who am I? You tell me first, man. I'm just as confused as you are, if not more. Something tells me your name is Ralph. But then... You, you look like... You look like a Matt. You... You who, look who like... Uh, Tommy. Tommy? Wait, hold on. Keep the mug. Keep the mug. Okay, wait, no, I'm seeing more of a Billy now. I think you're more of a Billy. Does that sound familiar? At all? Who's doing this? Who's doing this to us? What's happening? Where are we? What's happening? Who did this? Stay tuned after the break to find out who did it. Please stand by. i 
Oh, okay. That was that was very weird. Uh, we're sorry, guys. We just we had to try a little something, a little something weird, something strange, you'd say. I don't know if it was strange. I had some fun with it. Oh no, it was more of an illusion, since you know that's what Marvel fans like to do, and connected dots and all that stuff. True, true. I hope you all caught on. If you didn't, I don't know why you wouldn't. Uh, because it's the biggest show that, you know, Disney Plus has released besides The Mandalorian. <laughs> it's WandaVision. But before we get into all that goodness, we're here on the palette on Anchor.fm with your boy Billy. And your boy Amat. See, those are the right names. You got it. You got it. You got to get it right. But yes, that is what we wanted to discuss. So since WandaVision had just wrapped up the other week, we just kind of discussed the fallout, uh, how people are reacting to it, because uh, from what I've seen, most people are fairly disappointed with the ending, which is kind of understandable, and also, you know, the way this is going to tie into the future stuff. So you want to kick us off with something? Well, to begin... um. WandaVision is a show that it grows on you, first of all. And I think one of the main things about this show was that it, you know, like it had a, it had a consistent schedule so you could watch it every week. And it kind of felt like a community sort of thing. And I liked that about it. It, it really gave off that old, uh, those times when you'd sit down and watch a new show episode uh, that premieres on a certain night. Like, that's how it felt watching WandaVision, because what I did was, whenever uh, I had to watch it, I would just, you know, get the boys together, and we'd all uh, sit down, watch it as a group on Disney Plus's uh, group sharing service, and it was, uh, it was a good time. Now, as for the story, I liked it. Personally, I, I liked the cliche, I like, I like sitcoms, they're just funny, so I was actually laughing at some of the most obvious jokes. Like, it was a good time for me. And then I, lo I love just uh, the character um, of Wanda. You know, she's she's great. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen plays her so well. Paul Bettany kills it. And then just the supporting cast there was amazing, I think. Absolutely. Shout out to my boy, Norm. He's the coolest guy in the show, next to Jimmy Woo, who's also the coolest guy in the show. <laughs> but then you gotta mention the coolest girl on the show, which is Darcy. Okay, yeah, the coolest girl on the show, for sure, is Darcy. And then Monica. Monica's cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, Supporting cast, I love the fact that it's all just random clumps of people from different genres. We're talking Captain Marvel, Ant-Man, The Wasp, Thor. That stuff's really funny. And... Yeah, I love considering it's like a TV show and we weren't quite sure how much it would tie into the rest of the MCU compared to like, you know, Agents of Field and all that stuff beforehand. It was nice to see that how much this ties into the MCU as a whole. And I admit, um, I had the same feelings too. I thought the finale was okay. I can understand why people were disappointed, but 
it kind of helped that my expectations were fairly low because I would argue that all the theories were blown a little bit out of proportion, which is probably one of my biggest gripes about this show. <laughs> and it's not even really the show's fault. I mean, there are times where True will like it'll kind of allude you to certain things and like make people kind of tie these things together. Like, uh, I guess we can talk spoilers. The biggest thing, obviously, is the fact that Quicksilver is in it, and it's not like the MCU Quicksilver, but rather it was the X Men Quicksilver. And of course, people are like, "Oh my God!" So is this? They're just gonna they're gonna, they're gonna discuss multiverses, or like, is this Mephisto? Is all this stuff? But no, it just kind of turns out to be that. Agatha Harkness ended up recasting just a normal guy off the street, made him Quicksilver, and his name is Ralph Boner, so that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a disappointment to me. And I would argue it was especially the fact that uh, if you looked at like the closed captioning for like when that episode shows up, or like the deaf captioning or whatever, um, it says that it's actually like the X-Men Quicksilver from like all the other movies. So it's like, okay, this is legit. This is actually the person, not... But then, you know, it just turns out to be some random guy. And I think that's really unfair for the audience, viewing audience in that regard. I personally didn't have that much of a gripe with it because there's still the possibility they do something with that character. This could be setting up, you know, like the X-Men laying low or something. I don't know. There's there's a lot of things that could happen. Or, you know, like multiverse shenanigans in general could play a part, you know? So I'm not counting it out just yet. Maybe Ralph Boner will have his day. You guys are sleeping on Ralph Boner. <laughs> just wait for, wait for the next movie. Mm-hmm. Or some other random film he's going to be in. Because it's the MCU. They'll most likely have a callback. Oh, yeah. Remember that Ralph guy? Oh, what a klutz he is. I'm sure he's not going to do anything in future movies. They say with a giant nudge to your shoulder. The one that pierces your bones. That sort of thing. But I, I enjoyed WandaVision's ending. It wasn't amazing. Like, oh, I loved it to bits. There were I had a few small gripes. But nothing like to be dissatisfied with the show. I think the show as a whole is a good solid uh, 87%. 87%. Um, let's see. I like the fact that the Marvel movies, like when they're at their best, they're character studies, and this is exactly what it was for uh, you know, Wanda and Vision, who I would argue are very kind of boring prior to this because they don't it's not that they're boring as characters it's just that they don't really get a lot to do and considering the title this is where they get to shine and you get to know more about their personalities and the way they act uh Mm -hmm. of course one could argue that this vision is different from the other ones considering he's a bit more childlike and he doesn't really quite know what's going on but i mean that makes him even more interesting to me because he was a bit more robotic in the first couple films and I like this take on the character a lot more. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the only gripe, other than the stuff I talked about discussed before, was when it kind of swapped from a character study into another Marvel <laughs> action kind of film. Like, I have no problem with the way they executed the stuff with uh, the fight between Wanda and Agatha. But for, like, three-fourths of the fight, it was mostly just them throwing, like, little things back and forth. And I admit that kind of got a little boring, but I like the way that Wanda kind of outsmarted Agatha using something that she had brought up earlier. 
And the vision fight, I feel, was a lot more interesting. Because it was hardly a fight at all, really. It was more of a discussion. Yeah, they did a they did a couple beams. They threw each other around. And then they said, hold up a second. But if vision is vision, then vision? Is vision vision? And then other vision said, true. True. And just... <laughs> Head it out. Man, spitting right here. I'm, I'm about to head out. I can't. I gotta walk this off. And he just fly. He just flies out <laughs> of the place and goes home. Yep. Off to the next movie. But you know that was like a cool. That was a lot cooler way to like resolve their conflicts, and it was a lot more interesting in my opinion. The discussing the boat of theses, 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 something like that. Yeah. That was really funny, too, because. Our friend was like, oh, watch, they're just going to talk it out and we're going to resolve their issues. And then they actually started doing that, which is, which made that scene 10 times funnier to me. <laughs> he was like, wait, wait, wait a second. You're kind of, you might be on something, bro. A1 stuff from the Marvel writing team. <laughs> it was like the power of friendship. But actually, he's kind of, he's kind of spit and back and forth at each other. And it works for once. Uh, now to f- now see how it ties into like the future movies. Um. Obviously, stuff. The first post-credit scene. It's discussing uh, Monica, who got a call from space, 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 and I guess they're just gonna tie into Captain Marvel too. Although I've heard like it wasn't gonna be set in the '90s or anything or modern times, but it was gonna be more like the 2000s, 2010s. So maybe it's gonna have like some tie-ins to the present day, but I don't know how they're going to do it with uh, the stuff regarding Monica and the way she got her powers in Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see what they do there. I mean, they could just throw her into their next big like group project, but I feel like that would be a miscalculation on their part. They could be like jumping back and forth between times, maybe, in Captain Marvel 2. That's my theory, is that maybe, uh, you know, Captain Marvel will be, like, having, it'll be, like, one of those split things where she's doing something in the present, she has to remember a lot of stuff from the past that she might have forgotten, or something was going on there, and it ties into something present day, and Monica helps her, but then again, Captain Marvel 2 is supposed to have Miss Marvel as well. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm really curious to see how they play out Wanda's character, just in general, because, um, I would hate to see her become a villain like she has done in the comics. However, it would make sense for her character. I just don't want to be rooting against her. I I like the Scarlet Witch too much. Yeah, it'd be very heartbreaking stuff, but sometimes the heartbreaking stuff is the good stuff at the same time, so she's going to have to live with it. And it's interesting to see the way she's actually studying the evil book that they're discussing that unlocks all of Scarlet Witch's powers. And obviously with the confirmed thing regarding the fact that uh, Wanda will actually be a big presence in uh, Doctor Strange 2, which is another big cosmic character for those of you who don't know. It'll be cool to see how those two interact, and I feel like Wanda's still going to have a lot of pain 
from all this stuff and especially since she, i guess she's gonna go look for her kids since they're off in some other multiverse doing some they're probably getting tortured or something something crazy like that it'll be interesting to see how that gets resolved probably not gonna end up very good i'm just gonna say that uh if you guys haven't watched wandavision yet highly recommend it um sorry for the spoilers if there were any watch it again if you already have uh it's good enough i'm mainly watching it for darcy <laughs> taste this guy taste and of course and Wanda. of course since it comes out in two weeks we'll discuss falcon and the winter soldier once that wraps up too because there's going to be a lot of mcu stuff stacked upon each other at this point I think that's the one I'm least looking forward to, like seven episodes, and they said that it's not gonna it's not gonna be episodic. It's gonna instead just be a chopped up movie. <laughs> yeah, they're they're saying that it, if you put them it all together, it's just a really long movie. But if you, since they're chopping it up into episodes, you know, you're just gonna. It's going to be like watching the first part of a movie and then stopping halfway through and then waiting a whole week for the next part. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see the reactions had uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier actually come out first like they were supposed to. Because, yeah, I feel like you're in the same vein as everyone else. Now that we got, we're fresh off of this like really intriguing WandaVision show, we're just going to cut back to more of the standard MCU kind of stuff again. And we'll see also if Black Widow had anything to do with, you know, this series as well. You know, because we haven't even seen Black Widow yet. Jeez. Just let me watch Black Widow. I think that's all we got for that. Um, we're going to cool it over to our next segment, highlights. But first, we wanted to play this absolute banger that we found. It's mm -hmm. called the... Did you guys know that Roblox had a theme song? It's called the Roblox theme song. <laughs> Bro, it's a straight banger. It's Enjoy. A straight banger. Check it out, man.
and a welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that banger of a song. Why does Roblox have such a good theme song? Why are we just now hearing about this? I don't understand. You're tuned into the palette <laughs> with Matt and Billy. Welcome back, guys. I hope you enjoyed that song. Cause I don't understand why it's so good. Why is it not still used? Why is it not still used? But with all this Roblox discussion out of the way, we're going to talk more about Roblox. <laughs> why is that, uh, you might ask? Because it's finally listed as the thing you can buy stocks off of. Yes, that's right. The Roblox has gotten that big, guys. Yes, so technically it was announced yesterday since it's March 11th today. And it's basically it's basically being listed for like $45 a pop. Uh, but it's crazy because, uh, you know, they're talking about a thing that like boosted 80% during the COVID era. And it's got like 36 million players a day. And I'm just, I'm just here to kind of reminisce because I remember back in like 2011, 2012, when Ro Minecraft was getting to be a big thing. I didn't have the money for Minecraft, so I just decided to shift over to Roblox. And back then, Roblox was really, really tiny. Which is why I don't understand why I didn't hear that song, but nevertheless. It's just kind of crazy to see Roblox get this big. And I consider myself a Roblox boomer, because I remember playing, like, my McDonald's obbies and, like, Escape the Zombies and, like, Battle Blocks. Like, all of the classic Roblox games, and it's just... It's just really nice. You, you love to see it, man. It's just really cool. You really do love to see it. Personally, uh, I got into Roblox, like, I think, 6th or 7th grade. And, like, I would only play the Hunger Games. True, <laughs> like, true. The Hunger I remember Games that one. server, and that mm -hmm. was so good. And they still, it's still running. It's a little broken, but it, it's still good. It's still good. Still good. I got all the information from nastech.com, by the way. But yes, it's still good. It's still a positive game. I still play every now and then. I think it well deserves the fuck, the stock price stuff. It's just nice to see the game get this big because it's, while it is kind of considered a joke or a meme at this point, it's still very nostalgic to me. And I love to see it grow this big and in competition with Minecraft. Which is, again, funny, because that's kind of the whole reason why I started Roblox to begin with. Because I couldn't play Minecraft Hunger Games, so I had to go to Roblox Hunger Games. Like, how can a game that good be free? Like, I think the thing I love about Roblox the most is that there's just literally anything you want on there. There's just, if you want to be playing Attack on Titan, you can play Attack on Titan. If you want to play a JoJo game, you could play a JoJo game. I bet you there's a Fire Force game somewhere in there. I'm only listing animes, but, you know, the point is, uh, like, work at a pizza place? Banger of a game. Freaking, all of it's amazing. Just, you could go to any world, and sure, it's, it's not the best graphics, obviously, but... The quality and fun is still there. Yeah, I know. It's just a big social game that you can play around with your friends with. I remember spending hours upon hours working with my friends on the pizza place, just packing up all the boxes, getting the delivery truck set, and pimping out my houses. Just real stupid stuff like that. Bruh, my this house, house is a banger. banger. It's got like jacuzzi and a ball, a disco ball in its house. 
You guys yeah. are sleeping on this. <laughs> it's work at a pizza place house. Exactly. And while it, I think it's primarily targeting younger audiences, um, especially during the pandemic, Roblox was just there and easily accessible so that some people were actually like just vibing in Roblox with their friends instead. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the amount of worlds that you kind of touched on is just amazing. Like, there's a thing for every person. Like, every little niche that you can think of, someone already kind of made a world for it. So, it is just impeccable. It's just amazing. And stuff like this, which will certainly help boost, like, the interest and, like, you know. I think people that, I think people that make levels now, like, most of them, like, for the popular ones, they get paid for it, so. Uh, with Robux, which is like their, um, mm -hmm. it's their kind of currency that you have to buy, kind of similar to like V Bucks and stuff, but like oh, it's exactly the same except when they have like a paid thing in the game, they get direct profits off of it. So it's kind of a good way to make money if you're good at designing stuff. Try it out. Yeah, and like I've messed around with it myself. It's pretty easy to get started with, and. Obviously, it's one of those, like, easy to start but hard to master kind of things. But I feel like once you get a good grasp on it, you'll be able to make a great level. And, hey, with all this boost and, you know, money as far as Robux goes, you might be able to profit off it yourself. True. So give it a shot, people. Just look into the game because it's really fun. It's still really fun. And it's at least, it's over 10 years old at this point, too. So I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Well, then the next item on the docket. Uh... We're sorry we didn't announce all this stuff prior, but we kind of wanted to play along with it a bit, and it would be kind of weird if we just bring up stuff later on along sure. with a bit. So, But next up, we want to discuss uh, Comic-Con 2021, which is once again being canceled and instead moved online, which kind of takes all the buzz out of the fact that it's kind of this giant conglomeration of nerd stuff, which is a bit of a bummer. But nevertheless, it's still nice to see that it's being held. And I think later on, like September or uh, September, October ish, they're going to actually try to do an in person one. Obviously, it's going to be like limited, but it'll still be interesting to see the way they kind of structure it. And I don't think that they have any kind of like big presences. Like, I know Marvel opted out last year, and DC had their own thing with like the Thunderdome back in September. Or the summer, rather. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what they structure the the online Comic-Con around this year. Because I don't think they're in it this year either, you know? I, really, I, I hope we can go back to conventions soon-ish. I don't know. I know it's probably not going to happen this year either, but a man can hope, can't <laughs> can he? Yeah, uh... Even if you haven't been to Comic Con, like just go to a convention in general because it's a lot of fun. You usually, I wouldn't say that there's always like groundbreaking, earth-shattering announcements in every one, but you know it's just nice to go see like-minded individuals. And if you like cosplay and all that stuff, you can mess around with that too. I don't really know how they structure it like online with that sort of thing. I guess you have meetups, and there's probably still like you know cosplay. Uh, contests and stuff to see like the most accurate costumes or the most effort put in all that jazz but you know it, it does suck that it, we have to postpone it again because it's probably one of the biggest events year by year year to year rather 
Next light, E3. I, I'm just like, wow. We, we've really gone a whole almost year without uh, conventions. Like, that's crazy. Because if you think about this, I think right around now was everybody's time. Like, or they, they were getting told, uh, maybe shut down? And then, like, within, like, I think five days, uh, everything was shut down from today as of recording this. Because I think the 15th, or that would be four days, was when everything kind of slowed its roll and we got the whole quarantine thing. Yeah, and also for context... Billy and I, we're, we're big dirt. We, we're big dorks, if you can tell. We we dress up and stuff, too. I remember having to push this guy around in his Professor X costume, featuring a bald cap, by the way. Because <laughs> he's not he's not canonically bald. No, he has hair. He has a lot of hair. I have a lot of it hair. It was really funny to see him in a bald cap. But nevertheless, yes, it does suck. And we would have probably gone to, like, at least three or four conventions at this point this year. But oh, nevertheless... We're sticking to because it's right when I was getting into conventions too, like I had been to like three or four, I think, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. It it was a number. It was a it was certainly a number, and it was a small number, and I was like, man, I can't wait for the next one. It just never showed up. Thanks, con- thank you, COVID. Very cool. I mean, that's not to say that there's uh. Uh, there's also online conventions that are, like, for VR, and I haven't checked those out yet, but I've heard those are pretty fun. Oh, VR? Is it, like, a mm-hmm. VR chat kind of situation or something? Yeah, VR chat. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of conventions uh, of varying um, fandoms and such, uh, and just in general, like, Comic-Cons and stuff like that. They'll host stuff in VR chat, which I thought was cool. So, you know, they're trying to keep it alive. And they'll have, like, I think in VR chat now, like, you can put links to, like, websites. And it'll send it to your computer automatically. So for, like, artists and stuff, you could just, like, go to the artist's website. And then you can st- you're still walking around, like, a convention hall sort of thing. Where you can see all the merch and talk to people. And stuff like that. So that might be a thing we need to check out. Soon. Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't have our own heads, VR headsets because we're not rich. But VR chat is free on its own and it's on Steam. So, hey, if that sounds interesting to you, go check it out, man. That actually sounds like a really good alternative. I might have exactly. to do that myself. Yeah, I might have to look into like the actual conventions because I've heard of a couple. Because uh, a lot of like uh, digital designers had gotten... Um, commissioned to make like hotels like uh modeled after like real life hotels and like convention centers that are modeled after real convention centers so you know i uh i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that uh you know we could see that transition into it yes that's our plea uh the moment all this stuff's over just look for a convention in the area. Try, try to check it out. I'm, I promise you, you'll be fun. You'll have a good time. Also, get vaccinated. Yes. <laughs> Do that as well. Do that as well. And moving on to the last thing, part of the highlights, we're going to 
bring back the legendary think tank topic. Ooh. So this... Yeah, we missed out on it last time. We missed time. out on it last time. It was strictly Pokemon and Konosuba. So we're, we're making it up for you guys this week. So basically, if you don't know, uh, I'm going to use capitalizemytile.com slash random topic generator to give Billy and you people topic off the cuff. Because it is nice. And he will also answer. Yeah, and I'll also answer as well. Because it's, you know, it's just really nice to get some or some non-structured questions slash topics out of the way in your talk show as well. Or it's just a lot more mm -hmm. fun. Okay. Clickety-click. Clickety-click. Okay, the question is, what old trend do you think is coming back these days? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Because there's a lot of things that people are, like, going, oh, man, that's a... That that's actually kind of good. I actually would have to think about this more. Um, I can answer it. Um, go ahead. The big one for me that I've seen is probably like nostalgia for like eighties and nineties songs. Like, you know, we got "Never Gonna Give You Up," uh, "Africa" by Toto, which was a big thing this or the last couple of years. Like they're they're played off as memes, but like people are getting more and more into them, and you know, people are discovering how good those songs were back in the day. So I, that would probably be my answer. I think um, people are being nostalgic over just... It's always been a thing where they're, like, nostalgic over the 90s. But the interesting thing is, I think people are starting to be more nostalgic now of, like, 2000s-era stuff. So, like, um, a common, like, thing I've seen on Facebook recently is that uh, this caption called, uh, You Just Had to Be There. And a lot of the things were like two thousand stuff, like uh, like yogos for the fruits, uh, like the snacks and stuff like that. They had like um, they had like some of the classic shows that were premiering around that time, like uh, you know, uh, to name a few, like Courage, uh, like just in I, I mean, like I'm just trying to think in general because it's so hard to remember some of these things, but like. Shows that you just don't remember until you actually, like, see it or hear something from it. And then you're like, wait, that was a show, wasn't it? So, like, a lot of that, uh, you know, culture from back then is getting brought into the spotlight now because, you know, everyone's feeling nostalgic. And they're like, remember when this was a thing? And everybody who does remember it, they're like, oh, yeah. And now the millennia or the Gen Z that was don't know what those are they're like what are those and can we get those because i think healy's made a return as well yeah they did like now they're <laughs> making adult sizes finally good so. answer man good answer that's our generation baby so you love to yeah see in general yeah. just 2000s media and uh stuff like that if you wanted to answer that question uh send us a text uh, billy will plug his number here 813-362 one three nine three. As in as robotic a voice as he can muster. Call today. No, I can. You give want, me. Give us your best. Eight one yeah. three, three six two one three nine three. Yeah, there you go. See, that's that's way Call better. Today. That's way better. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> that's what you love to see. That's what you love to see. You love to see it. And speaking of things you love to see, eh? Eh? we're gonna first. Before we get into our anime discussion of the week, we wanted to play the opening from the week as usual. So with that being said, here is the Demon Slayer opening. We'll be right back. Bye-bye. <laughs>
back once again you are tuned into the palette on anchor.fm with matt and the belly and the billy the billy 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 and the billy well today's anime week discussion since the billy recently watched this the other day demon slayer of course it is the began the hot anime right now next to jujutsu no kaisen which we will also see at some point probably when all 24 episodes are done or t- exactly. <laughs> it's probably the good thing to do. But yes, mm-hmm. I the agree. big anime of 2019 is, of course, Demon Slayer. And this man has just recently watched it. So Is it 2019 or 2020? It started out in 2019, actually, back in like September. It, oh, Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. That's why we're waiting for the movie. <laughs> Where is the movie? <laughs> Infinity Tray? We want the movie. Waiting for Infinity Train. But yes, uh, Demon Slayer. It's manga. Really big right now. Um, over 150 million copies in circulation, apparently, according to wikipedia.com. It's 
which makes it one of the best-selling manga of all time. And, of course, that numbers for the Infinity Train movie proves that that's probably it's probably going to stick around for a long, long time, even though the manga is, of course, done. And uh, for those of you who don't know the plot, I can just run down the basic stuff. Basically, there's this kid named Tanjiro Kamado whose entire family just gets uh, absolutely destroyed by demons who uh, inhabit... Uh, it's basically like feudal, like past feudal Japan. So it's like, it's not as modern as it is now. And basically his whole job is, since um, his sister Nezuko is the only one that actually lives this massive slaughter, it's his goal to, it's his goal to restore Nana, Nezuko, sorry, back to a human since she has somehow turned into a demon. And it's her job to figure, or it's his job to figure out how to get her back. Because Nezuko, unlike most demons, is actually a very passive one and doesn't want to hurt people. Well, yeah, she uh, she starts out just trying to defend her brother. She doesn't want to, you know, harm him. Now, it is uh, hard to say, like, if she would have, without, like, this special, like, hypnotization thing that this one character did to her, if she would, like, eventually do it. You know, because she could have gotten desperate, but it does seem like she's able to just sleep it off now. She take a big Napa, like months, months of a time, months at a time Napa. She did two years in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, two years. She gets quick bursts of energy and just goes right back to sleep. Yes. But I gotta say, the those Nezuku moments uh, really made it for me. I just like when she's like, basically like a cat. Where she'll just be there, sitting under a blanket, just, like, staring. It's it's just too yeah, funny. Yeah, she's the most adorable little pumpkin ever. And the fact that she carries a little bamboo thing in her mouth just makes all of her little reaction gifts even funnier and even cuter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, must protect. Must protect. <laughs> the ending, when that guy was doing the thing, I was getting... I was like, I hope you die. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hey, because he provoked her. Oh, for sure. Okay, but one of the big things that this anime, I think, has is emotions. Um, I will agree that the first couple, like, episodes are really slow, but what I find the most interesting part is the characters and the way that they deal with all these emotions. Like, like I said, regarding the first episode, jeez, that was really depressing. And that was only the first episode. Then you get into, like... These demons who have no sympathy killing kids at the first point, but then you realize that they actually had like really sad backstories of their own, and some of them do, some of them don't. Yeah, some some of course not everyone's going to be like a nice person. Most some of them are just, but you know, the ones that are actually depressing are pretty sad, and it's not always just sad emotions. Like there's this one episode that's everyone of course talks about and. It just gives you a happy burst of energy, but you'll still be teary-eyed because it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Now, I'm going to be honest. In recent animes, I've just been emotional in general, so I will say that I cried four times during this anime. Now, whether those are tears of joy or actually tears, uh, that's up for the viewers to decide. Just know I'm very emotional. Did you cry a lot at that episode? Just put it in writing. See. I'm I'm not going to say which episode it is because, you know, 
if he puts an expectation on something, then people are always going to try to overhype it. But you know which episode we're talking about. <laughs> See, and I knew about I knew about the episode, and it still hit hard. So I mean, it's not like it it won't happen. But just saying, there are other episodes that I'm like, damn, that's it. Kind of hit different though. <laughs> it kind of hit different though. They do. Oh, man, but uh, I really enjoyed watching it. Like, I essentially binge-watched it within, like, three days or something. <laughs> I forgot exactly my time frame, but uh, I enjoyed every second of it. I will admit, after that episode, uh, the last, like, three episodes are just super slow, and they felt oh, yeah. slow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like that, when that I was, was going high. through that, after I watched one episode, I'm like, okay, only one left. And then it said two more. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, I just thought I watched two episodes. Chihuahua. I, yeah, there was a lot of just, once it comes past, once it goes down from that episode, it is just kind of mandering around, just kind of waiting for the ending. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's setting up the, uh, the movie and the next seasons yeah however it's just like from what that episode was uh in the episodes even prior to that to just going to that like i didn't even feel like the beginning was slow because typically in beginning parts of animes it's uh it's important like character things so you're not like just thrown into a certain character you know it's to build up your expectation for this character and build a bond with the character. Now, at this point, you already kind of liked the characters and it just felt like them, like, kicking dirt. <laughs> if that makes sense. Hi, so this is Matt in post. Uh, basically, while we were recording this, my mic decided to... Or not my mic, but my recording decided to get out, cancel out. So... It ended up with me, Billy, talking to no one on his end, and it just makes him sound weird. And it also means that means that I didn't get my takes in, my last second investment takes. Um, so I just wanted to say, Tanjiro is the best boy. He is such a nice guy. And again, while I'm not particularly fond of protagonists, he is one that you can put yourself in his shoes and the way he sympathized with the demons is a very interesting character quirk and I appreciated that a lot um had Nezuko not been a person my best girl would probably have to be Shinobu because of the way she interacts with the butterflies and stuff and while Billy argues that she hated her for killing him trying to kill Nezuko as did I all I feel I think we both agree that all the stuff with like the poison and the butterfly effects are really cool um yeah with that being said let's get let's finish it off with billy trying to save and salvage what little recordings we have left in the show uh while matt um you know struggles with his emotions after thinking about what truly happened through demon slayer he's saying oh it's so sad but he doesn't want to hear uh be crying on a recording of the palette, so you know I'm saving your ears for that. Uh, I will be the sole uh, ender for this. Um, it's definitely a good idea to get into the show now before it takes off in popularity, like a certain My Hero Academia. 
Uh, so if you're not, if you're one of those people that's like, I don't want to be a normie, then, uh, you know, go check out Demon Slayer. It's really good. Uh, maybe you'll cry. Maybe you won't. Apparently it's not common, uh, entirely common to cry. But, you know, if you have true emotions, you a homie, you cry or feel emotion. But, um, you know, uh, watch it before the movie comes out, because once that happens, oh boy. Uh, we're gonna get a whole lot of fun, uh, stuff. So, uh, yeah. And with that, uh, Matt has been Matt, and he has also been Ralph in the beginning. And I have been Billy, but I was also Norm in the beginning. And it was Agatha all along. Um, etc, etc. Watch Demon Slayer. Have a good one, everybody. Uh you know, spread positivity and such. Bye-bye.